Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. My guest today on episode 100 is Alex Kobe. Alex Kobe is a 17-year-old go a karting, I said go-karts, uh, a karting racer from Ireland. Uh, she won the 2022 uh, Ireland Award. Yeah, the Pride of Ireland Award. She comes over here for the first time to the United States in October, and she wins first place, first time racing cars. She gets first place in two racing events. I think she's headed for the top. We had a great time chatting about her goals in life, and the whole time you're thinking, she's 17. She has her head on straight. I see nothing but great things coming from her. So enjoy my wonderful chat with my newest, bestest buddy, Alex Kobe. Oh, yeah. We live or what? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you know it's my favorite part right here. One, two, three, and... Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini, and I am so happy to have this guest on. It has been forever. I've been trying to get this guest on. I knew I wanted this person on the show because I have a, uh, we have a mutual friend, and uh, she was like a part-time roommate kind of to me <laughs> for a, a long time ago. And so she's in the racing, and she had this go-kart racer. And uh, I, I don't know if I was on her page or whatever. And we were talking, and I said, hey, I didn't want to scare you. And the person said, I don't scare easily. And I go, that's who, that's who I want to talk to. And now as my guest right now, I have the 17-year-old racing sensation from Ireland. She's the 2021 Irish, well, I think, what was it? The 2020 Pride of Ireland Award winner, Miss Alex Kobe. How you doing, Alex? Hey. Good I'm to great. see you. How are you? I'm doing good. Man, it's so fi- good to finally get to talk to you. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Yeah, no, a lot of texting over Instagram, but it's great to see your face and actually talk to you. <laughs> I know, you know what, I know, because I, I, I felt like I was getting on your nerves. I was like, I want to talk to this person, I want to talk to this person. Because you came up to the States, <laughs> I think it was last month, two months ago, and, uh, I, you know, I was hoping to interview you inside the, uh, inside the studios, but it didn't work out for whatever reason. But, and we'll get to it, but we're skipping here, but you came over here. She's a carter. Uh, anybody watches carding or whatever, go-karting, being go-karting, it's called carding when you're a professional. And she was a great carter, and she came over here to race cars for the first time with the Random Fandles racing team. First time ever in America without her parents. She comes over, and here's what she does. She not only, she wins two races her first time in a car <laughs> racing. I mean, that is talent right there. Tell me, first of, that, first of all, tell me how did you do it? And uh, what did you think of America when you first came over here? Your first thoughts of America? I loved America, right? First thoughts, right? When I got to Atlanta, I was terrified. Everything was huge. The buildings were just like staring down at me and the cars were so intimidating. And the people are so big. The people are huge. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't they? I mean, let's just be honest. We have some huge people here. And I'm sure in Atlanta, they were even huger. I mean, let's be honest. It's all that Popeye's chicken. It's the South. It's what they eat. They, they, they drink sweet tea. They eat really bad stuff. And they fry everything. And they wonder why they lose a foot when they're 22. But it's because of the bad food they have. So you can say that. I'm American. I'll say it for you. That's what, that's what oh, we no, are. I love the food. What did you eat? What did you eat? What did you eat? So for my dinner, I went to this True Foods, my favorite place in the world now, like, going there every time I go to America basically and it was just the food was really healthy though and I just I ate all of it and then what did you eat exactly what exactly did you I eat? had um, I had some sort of turkey tacos 
oh. and they were really nice. And nice. I had a kale kale salad. It was my favorite bit. Really? Are, are you? Are you well, obviously, you're not plant based. You eat turkey, but are are you kind of plant based? I mean, do you, is it more more plant than than meat? No, this true food place was just it was plant based, like um, no red meat or anything. Nice. Um, but I loved it. It was amazing. Good for hey. Did you did you try the sweet tea? Did you try sweet tea? No. You, you didn't no. try sweet tea. You had to at least get one. I mean, it's bad for you, but you got to have it at least once. Yeah, if you're no. in the South, you got to get true sweet tea where they make it and they put it like about 14 pounds of sugar in it. And then they stir it, probably with their hand, because in the South they stir it. And then they put it in, in the window and have the sun kind of basically uh, make it for you. And honestly, and they, had, they put it in the window so the sun beats on it. And then, then you pour it over some ice. And it's the greatest drink you'll ever have. I mean, you'll be like, eh, like this. <laughs> you will, you'll go, ah. And you probably, gotta, you probably get diabetes the second time you drink it. But it's great. So next time you come over here, we got to get next sweet time. tea. Yeah, okay. next time. All right. It's on my bucket list. It's definitely there. <laughs> it's going to be done. Okay. Well, that's great, man. I'm so glad. So what else did you like about America? What else did you like about America? Oh, the people. The people were amazing. So nice. Obviously, I didn't go over with my mom and dad. First time I had ever been to a race meeting without my dad, most of all. And the team that I was with, see, I didn't really see... When I was first there, I didn't see much outside of the racing track. Um, but obviously I'd never met anybody in person before. I had Nikki with me, which was great because I had a familiar face there, but I got there. I think after half a day spending time with these people, I felt like I knew them for my whole life, the 17 years of me living. I was like, these people were amazing. They, they were so nice. Like they just welcomed me in. Like I was their family and it grew my confidence. Obviously like, I was a train wreck going over there. I'd never raced a car before. I was like, what is, why are these people thinking? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was amazing. Like the people were just so lovely. Like A.O.R., um, the guys that own the championship, even I like at home, it's hard to find people who are so serious about a championship that are friendly and like really kind of welcoming and go out of their way to be basically family. So I went over there and AOR, there was a barbecue, like everyone was just together and it was amazing. So you had American barbecue? Yeah. <laughs> Did you like it? Did you like it? I loved it. Uh, the God, that's, I'm telling you, man, once you taste American, I mean, American food, honestly, barbecue in the South, like I said, barbecue, sweet tea. Oh my, I mean, I, I don't know how you went back without gaining like 10 or 15 pounds. <laughs> how did you do that? I actually came back and I lost weight. Are you serious? I came back two kilos lighter. How was that? How is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> One of the few. All the sun. I was sweating from the sun. It all really? just drenched out of me. Uh, well, yeah, you were in the South, so yeah, I understand. It's out of yeah. humidity. Out of humidity. But good for you. I'm so happy yeah. that you had a good experience getting over. I mean, honestly, that's great that you had a good experience. But like I said, I had no doubt that the people would have been nice to you because I mean, it's just, honestly, it's kind of what we do, it's, especially because somebody coming over from, you know, from across the pond, as we like to call it, you come over here and they are welcoming. It's, it's and the great thing about the racing community is that's just right what they're like, man. They want to make you feel good and make you feel yeah. welcome. So I'm glad they did that to you. I'm glad they yeah. did that for you. And for people watching who aren't familiar with it, we're going to go now. We're going to go back because you started <laughs> out, you weren't 
It wasn't like you found the racing game. The racing game founded you because you yeah. came up into a racing family, basically. You almost had no choice. Am I not lying? <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, I was bored, and everyone's like, right, she's a racing driver. It's, it's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah. yeah. Um, my dad and my uncle raced. They started when they were teenagers. And then my dad kind of was on and off as he got older then created a team so it was one of the biggest teams in the country for karting but then he got back into racing and my uncle and my dad won everything like they won absolutely everything so <laughs> nowadays I'm like god I have a lot to um, live up to <laughs> but um even when my mom was pregnant she was walking around the racing track and as soon as I was born next weekend I was at racing track that's just how it was wow um, yeah so, mm -hmm. so are you hard of hearing because of that? I mean, if you were at a race track when you were a kid, and I'm sure they didn't have any headphones for you. So, I mean, are you, you have a hard time hearing now? No. Are you I'm sure? Right here. Yeah, I think I just, I just grew up and everyone was like, oh, yeah. My ears are like super strong now. I, I bet they are. I bet they are. So you know that that smell, that burning oil. You know that it's time to race, mm. right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, you you grew up in it. So, but did, did your parents did they give you a chance to like maybe see if you wanted another life outside of it? Um, I was I was quite young when I started. So my first time in the car was when I was six. Oh, I tried ballet. I tried to be a ballerina. Are, are you? Yeah. <laughs> what, what age? What, what age did you try? What age? Um, three. I was three, so and I, my mom was like, "She's a ballerina," and I did a I did a recital and a few lessons, and I was like, "Oh, I love this!" And then my dad was like, "Right, come on, we're gonna go karting," and I was like, oh, "I love this even more." <laughs> did you have time to do it to where your your toes are all hammer time? I mean, did you yeah. do it? Or you didn't. So yeah. your toes are still good, basically. Your toes are still yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. So, so your dad said a choice between we were going karting. So did you give up ballet and you didn't care? Or was it like, I kind of want to do this ballet, but you were like, you had no choice but to go to karting? No, I, I didn't really like ballet. Really? <laughs> I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a dancer. Um, I decided I was going to use my quick feet for something else. <laughs> <laughs> At that age, when you're that young, do you really know really what you want? Or I, I'm just saying it from my point of view, maybe because I'm a Gemini, and that's why this is called Tales from a Gemini, because I'm a Gemini, and I have so many likes and interests that sometimes it's hard for me to keep my you know, focus on one thing because, oh, I like this, I like this. Like I was telling my producer why today, I was like, listen, I wish I would have played soccer growing up or football, as you guys call it, uh, growing up. But then I also wish I would have went to the Olympics in wrestling, but I also still wanted to be a race car driver or a motorcycle racer. So I have all these different avenues and I never was able to focus. So at that age, at young age, were you able to just focus on this is really what I want? Well, I'm in Gemini as well. So when's your birthday? When's your birthday? Yeah. When's your birthday? June 9th. Yeah. June 9th. Yeah. My birthday's June 8th. <gasps> we can have a joint birthday race. I'm going to be in America on my birthday. <laughs> Are you you got to come over here and we got to race okay. carts. We got uh, I okay. live in Indianapolis. We come and we race carts and I will put you okay. in the wall for your birthday. I will do that. I will race oh. you and I will <laughs> okay. put you in the wall for your <laughs> birthday. <laughs> I think that is great though. Honestly, being a Gemini we're the oh we're, we're the God. best. How great is that? Oh, we are. We are the best. Aren't we? It's like having two people in your life. Yeah. It's like being schizophrenic, but not really. It's like a fun <laughs> schizophrenic. You know what I mean? You don't know, you don't know, yeah. who, you don't know who we're going to get, but when you do, it's going to be fun. You don't know what you're like getting. Sometimes you wake up and everyone's like, oh, Alex, and you're like, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes you're like, hey, guys. 
Exactly. <laughs> we're a, we're a barrel of monkeys. We're a lot of fun. People don't oh. people don't know how to appreciate us. Only we yeah. understand we. You know. <laughs> so I understand you. So that's great, man. So you're a Gemini. So you're a kid, and you yeah. and you realize this is what I really want to do. Even at age what six yeah. that you started. Six. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like I look at my little brother races now. He started. He got his first car when he was two, and I look at them and I'm like. How do they contemplate what is going on? Like, I don't understand it, but obviously I used to do it. So, um, like, I don't know how to explain it. I think because I grew up in it, it was a lot easier for me to say, right, this is the norm. So you get into a cart, you drive it, it's normal. But for other people, they can't really wrap their head around it because, you know, you only really experience something like this when you're doing your driving lessons and stuff like that. Um, but yeah my dad said i kind of just took to it like a duck to water so we're gonna take it <laughs> that's great <laughs> <It's a> great thing <laughs> yeah, yeah that's great man but i tried different things um i tried over in ireland we have a uh, kamogi so it's like her it's um like a stick and a ball it's not like nikki's hockey though it's yeah. um it's it's a diff it's different okay <laughs> it's yeah. a lot different yeah and so i tried that I didn't like it. And, <laughs> and why didn't you like it? Why didn't you like it? Why didn't you I like just, it? this is the thing with me. This is why I like racing so much. I hate team sports. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Because you put in the work and you get beat because somebody didn't do their job. That's what yeah, I hate. Exactly. But even I, I've like grown up, I had quite like bad anxiety. So when it came to team sports or even in school, when you were like, all right, we're going to play soccer. I'd be like, no, it's not happening because I was so afraid of letting other people down yeah. and that people were like, Oh, Alex is really bad at football. Like she can't, I don't want her on my team blah, 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 or kick her off the team. Stuff like that terrified me. So yeah. I was never going to play a team sport ever. <laughs> I, so I, I didn't. I get that. I mean, because honestly, if a game is on the line and the ball comes to you and you fluff it, Man, that stayed with you forever. I mean, there's yeah. sixth grade. We went for the championship in volleyball. We played this team. And we, we, I, I helped them win game two. I don't want to brag, but that's what I did. I helped them win game two. Mm. I mean, yeah, I don't want to brag, but that's what we did. So game three, <laughs> game three was the rubber match, right? They won game one. I won game two, even though it's team sport. I won game two. So game three came, <laughs> and the ball came to Kenny Ryder. I hope he's not listening. He came to Kenny Ryder, and he missed it, and we lost the game. And I remember... Like, I, to this day, I go, maybe we could have won that, but Kenny Ryder lost it. So I wonder if he's somewhere in his life at this age going, I can't believe I lost that game in sixth grade. You know what I mean? That's going to live <laughs> with him forever. On his dying day, on his tombstone, he go, sorry, I lost that game in sixth grade. We could have won that. It was my fault. R.I.P. I mean, honestly. R.I.P. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's the truth, though. So when it comes to racing, it's all you. That's why I wrestle, because yeah. it's all you. There's nobody else but you. If you get beat, your fault. Yeah, exactly. And but that's what I mean. I then said, right, team sports. No, not happening. That's put down never again. And then I started karate. Uh oh. I started tempo cry. And are you good? I was, I was class, basically. No, <laughs> I'm <laughs> joking. I um I did a year and I went to the world in Portugal and I got those gold medals. Yeah, are you serious? Yeah. Girls. Yeah. So, so if you have a little dust up at the track, you'd be like, are you sure you want to do this? If you take your helmet yeah. off, it's like, uh-oh, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> you, know, you know I got those gold medals. You know that, right? 
I'm gonna wrap them around my neck every time I'm walking through the paddock. It's like, do you know who you're driving against? <laughs> you know what? That's a good intimidation factor, though. Yeah, it really is. If you walk in, we're like, yeah, I got this. I used to do karate. Like, this, uh, this? Yeah, this is done. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to the worlds, but anyway. So hey, good luck, guys. And try not to. And when we go to the whole shot, well, just remember who you're racing. Okay, good luck, guys. Bye bye. <laughs> that's what you got to do. So, hey, whatever you got to yeah. do to get into their head, that's what you got to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, definitely agree. I'm devastated. I gave it up. I was. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Why did you, did you give it up for racing? Yeah. Well, I was able to do it. So I started it for a fitness point of view, where it kept me in really good shape. Um, and then. There was, you know, you do like forms, so different kind of like techniques and stuff, but I didn't really like that bit. Uh, I like the fighting bit. I like the sparring. But every time, like I'd be busting in the gym, like beating people up. And then I go home and they'd be like, oh, we have a competition this weekend. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then my dad's like, now we're racing that weekend. I'm like, all right. Every time there was a competition, I had a race. And every time I didn't have a race, there was no competitions. I was like, I only want to fight. And I can't. I was like, I can't even win anything. I was like, I have to leave. <laughs> but then I just dedicated everything to uh, racing and kind of doing all the kind of like fitness I needed for, you know, steering, my arms, my neck, sheath force, basically everything towards carrying that was my main focus every weekend every day that we could during the week to try and get to the track try to get laps in that's what I did and I was like I have no time for anything else <laughs> but but that's great though I mean because the one thing about martial arts is that the discipline it takes to I mean it's just that self-confidence and the discipline it takes it's got to help you in racing because I mean just the little stuff I have done and also with yoga and that meditation kind of meditative state that you're in it helps you I don't know about you but it helps me like if the car gets a little sideways that you don't really you it reverts back to your breathing you know it's like yeah. you know you've gone in hot before into a corner or something and you go it's all about the breathing kind of okay yeah. you know what I mean and do you think it, did it help you and also in cardio <laughs> yeah yeah I always find that see everything is so mental like every in the past few years I've really realized that like you have to have such a good mental state to focus on something that's going at such like like something that's going so fast you have to be so concentrated be ready for everything like even things that you don't think are going to happen you need to be like just so aware and your head needs to still be focused and calm and you need to say right I'm okay but this is what I have to do and I think it, it's something I've, I still work on is keep your head in the game. Don't let anything like bother you. Just like keep pushing. Be careful though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. do your best. And yeah, men, like mentally, I think if I was ever giving anyone any advice, it would be like mentally be strong. You need to be like mentally alongside physically fit. It's so important. Now, when did, like, okay, what did anything happen to where, like, you know, everything in life is trial and error, which is, you know, some people, it doesn't give them credit. It's like, if you screw up one week and, you, and you're out of the game mentally, it teaches you, oh, yeah, this is what I need to do. So was there a situation that occurred at a track? Because I know I think there was, it was the, the whorls or whatever you went there, and I don't think you did as well as you wanted to. But sometimes it takes that. Because I remember I asked you, I said, how'd you go? You go, you know, I learned. You said something like, I learned, uh, uh, you know, what it takes to, to get to this level. Or it was something along that mat, uh, along those lines. Yeah. So was it like, 
you realize I can't let this bother me, only control what I can, and then get into that right mental state. Because sometimes it takes a long time to figure out where I got it, where you have to be mentally. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I feel like I, I learn so much every time I go to a track. And I know people say that like, oh, I learn all the time. But seriously, you do. Every, you pick up so much everywhere. But I think last year I started racing in Europe. I went to the Worlds and we did qualifying. Now, we don't do qualifying at home, like, at all. So I came into this world of people knowing how to do qualifying, knowing their techniques, and I'm just here. I'm like, right, I'm going to give it a go. And that's what mentally, like, upset me so much was you had five minutes, five, sometimes seven minutes, depending on the track, to put put in a good lap. And then you'd have new tires on. And this is where it was so mentally frustrating. The buzzer would go off, green flag, you're sitting in the pits, nobody would move. Nobody moves until there was two or three minutes left in the room. So you've missed six minutes, like four minutes, say, depending on track, but everyone stays there. So you literally have one lap, get the tires you know that they're not slippy anymore you know grip them up and then you have another lap to put your time in you have one lap to do it and I'd never experienced that before but all these drivers grew up doing it so I was like right this is like mentally intimidating people are just sitting there waiting because sometimes you pick a driver who you're going to follow who will be you know your your marker who you're going to chase down who isn't too slow but isn't too fast to get away and everyone would wait for their marker to leave or that other person be waiting for them to leave so it's like when do you leave and sometimes you pick the wrong time because say you left but everyone's still there then you're coming around to do your quick lap and everyone comes out and you're like traffic yeah and in the worlds that's what happened i got so i'm like myself and whoever called the shots someone to go out we just picked the wrong time and what happened then was I got I got messed up I had a horrible qualifying where I was at the back where I should have been up at the top because that's where I'd been the whole week and well like top 10 which is good for the world considering there's so many people there and it messed me up for the whole weekend I was at the back and in my head I was like I know I'm better than this but am I and I think that's just something nobody should ever nobody should ever doubt themselves when they've gotten somewhere like that that you've earned to go there, and then think, oh, should I be here? Like, look how far back I've qualified. Um, and I came back and I was like, what was I thinking? I was like, I literally threw my whole weekend out the door because I was insecure about how my qualifying went. It was stupid. So, yeah. <laughs> definitely definitely one of one of the the reasons i always try and keep mentally healthy well you know but but you have to learn though i mean so no one but no one knew that when you went there i mean no one like said here's how qualifying is going to work or did i mean did you have even have a a clue that's how it worked or you just went into like you were like oh shit this is what we're doing now i mean did did you have an idea like this is how they're going to do it here or or were you you taking a back like oh i didn't i didn't know about this you know what i mean i mean how did it take you by surprise like that 
I don't know. <laughs> just it just did. I was like, what's going on? I was like, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time, and it's just gonna go like upside down for me. I just I, messed I, it up. I mean, it ha- I mean, you know what though? But it happens in every sport. You see it. And so, you know, happens on the national stage to to people that you go wow. Like just this past weekend in MotoGP, one of the coolest guys ever is Peko Bagnaya for the Ducati team. And for the first time ever, you saw him rattled. He's never rattled. He's always a calm dude. And even he got rattled. And he he apologized to the team. But it happens to us all. And you learn yeah. from that and go, okay, this is what I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna let it rattle me. Hey, we all have our we all have that one moment. You learn from it, like you said. You learn from it. You go, okay, next time, next time next time and that's what you do you learn from it you know you know and that's what you did obviously because even though it was at in uh in in, in, with the world with the worlds you say worlds right yeah you know it was at worlds you must have did something because here you are in a car and then you come over here and race a car yeah i mean how does that how does that happen I mean, do you I don't know, know what happened. I definitely, I don't know what everyone was thinking. I don't have a license at home to drive on the roads. Okay. <laughs> I think that's funny. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> everyone thought that was funny. I don't understand that. Everyone thought that was so funny. I was like, it's not that funny, you know. Like none of my friends have their license either. It's just the way it is over here. But I think yeah, because I'm a racing driver, I was like, oh, but she can't. But listen, I heard that Lewis Hamilton won a world championship. And he didn't have a license. So. <laughs> that's good company you're in. That's good I'm not alone. I, I think that's great. That's a great company. Now, is he one of your idols, by the way? Is he one of your idols? Um, I don't know. Who I'm is, kind of half and half. Who is who is one of your racing idols? If you could just come to racing idols, like who who do one you look up to? Like or just athletes, period, that you look up to. It would like it is Lewis Hamilton, but I feel like that's such a cliche thing to say. No, you like who you like. Yeah, I like I know, Nickelback. I know. I like I like Nickelback, and I don't care if anybody says anything about it. That's one of my favorite groups. Yeah. I don't care if people talk yeah. shit about him, but that's my group. So yeah. if you like Hamilton, you like Hamilton. So you like Hamilton. Yeah. But there's reasons I don't like Hamilton. Why? Why? But there's bigger reasons why I do. <laughs> well, okay. Why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is this the Gemini and you coming out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so half and half. Okay, okay. Um, I, okay. I don't like how consistent he is. I know that's just, that makes no sense. Makes no sense. But I just find that it was very boring. He's like, he, there's nothing, very, there, oh, sorry, but there is now. But for ages, there was nothing very exciting. Um, and I don't know. I can't think of it now, but I, like people always like talk down about him to me. And so in my head, I was like, well, like, should I really be supporting this guy? And everyone kind of has like a bad thing to say about him. And I'm like, always doubting myself. I'm like, yeah, but then you have to, because then you think like everyone's talking like, oh, Max or Lewis, Max or Lewis. It's like, I'm not picking one. All right. They're both equally amazing drivers or else they wouldn't be where they are. Yeah. They both have different kind of styles. Say Max is, he's a very aggressive driver. I'll put it out there, hands up. He's an aggressive driver, but he wins and yes. gets away with it. You know, that's just him. And Lewis is a very calm driver. He thinks, you know, he, he pinpoints his, his moves and his actions. Um, 
And I think that's what I admire about him is he's so cool-headed, you know, he knows what he wants. And, you know, he, he came, like, this is one of the things I admire most is he came from nothing, like absolutely nothing. And this is where he is now. It just, in my head, shows, right, if you put in the work, yes, that is what you can accomplish. You know, you don't have to be this person that has come from money and their parents are, like, giving you, like, 20 grand to go do a test to go somewhere. You know, you, it's on merit. You yeah. get places on merit. And I think people that grew up that way are a lot more grounded, a lot more appreciative for what they've come from. Yeah. rather than what they've you know been given when they were starting does that make sense like oh no definitely definitely yeah it, it's like, weird i think sometimes because like it's no you said it perfectly you appreciate it more if you have to work yeah. your butt like you know he and his dad put the cart in the in the trunk and they would go to these places and everybody else had the money with the carts and he just had him and his dad and that's why at the very end of this last year at the race when he got beat, his, he saw his dad hugging him. I thought that was the great. I almost cried on that because that just showed yeah. what they went through. That that little hug he gave his son. No matter how old you get, you always will be your parents' baby. And that hug yeah. was, and that little pat, that showed everything. I, I mean, I although I knew the backstory, the way he hugged him and the way he patted his son on the back, that showed me what they went through all those years. Just him and his dad. And yeah. you see that in that moment. I mean, I didn't have to know the backstory because that right there told me the backstory. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I think you're more appreciative of moments like that. Now, but does, yeah. but does it also give you like a little more like incentive? Because sometimes things seem so unattainable sometimes. Like you go, oh my God, I could, oh my God, that's, that's so over there. But then you start maybe creeping, like, you know, make, taking little steps. And before you realize it, I mean, it's like you almost, okay? You started carding. Next thing you know, you're the, what, you're the first female to, uh, to win the national, what, national final at the, at the cadet level in 2015, all right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, whoa, I did that. And then next thing you know, okay, I'm at the Worlds. And the next thing you know, you're racing cars in America. So it's like little by little by little, everything that seemed unattainable is starting to be attainable. So do you look yeah. at So do you look at something like, formula one and go huh maybe or do you just go i'm gonna let life come to me like that and hopefully that's where it's gonna go yeah i'm kind of like that whatever comes comes because with motorsports there's so many different paths you know you never know which one is going to be the right one and you never know which one you're going to get so in my head i'm like everything happens for a reason and i will forever live by that everything does happen for a reason and, you know, I'll, I, I have targets, but I will never, I'll never say, right, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I want to finish this. Okay, what was the question again I asked you before you, before you got on that great tangent? We were talking about Lewis Hamilton. You were talking about Lewis Hamilton, and you said we were talking about how you appreciate things more. And then, oh. yes, and what was it? <laughs> what was it? Hold on, I was on a whole tangent as well. I was rolling. You were. You were. This is coming to me. Oh, everything happens for a reason. Yes, and you and you firmly believe that. Yes, I will always live by it. Especially about car racing. Did I ever think I was going to race a GT car? Never in my life, ever, ever. So when that happened, I was like, wow. 
because I always said, right, karting, you go to single seaters, that's the next step. Um, and then, yeah, and then I started racing a GT car and I was like, well, maybe this is... Oh my God, am I having trouble on my phone as well? No, your phone's fine. You're good. You're good. You're good. I can see you. I can see you. Uh, sorry, no, it just went black there. Um, but yeah, and I feel that where I've come from, especially, this is where I can kind of relate to, you know, Lewis Hamilton more than another driver would be because of where I've come from. You know, nobody supported me apart from my own dad. Um, up until last year, all, all I knew was karting in at home. I never knew I could go to Europe and race against people that, you know, have been doing that for years, been racing all over the world. And I just never thought I would race anywhere apart from home. And that makes me appreciate everything so much more and every piece of a puzzle that I get to like for me and who I am as a professional racing driver, I pick pieces from every situation to put into my puzzle say that goes with when I'm learning when I come back from a, a weekend and I say right well I learned that you know there's a positive to a bad weekend always so I learned that right well grab that we'll put that into the, the puzzle and you just keep keep picking and you know someday you could be the next Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen but I find that it's a very refreshing for my, say, my my mom and my dad because I'm not that person that's like, right, why can't I race that weekend? Like, like blah, blah, blah. Why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? Instead, I'm, you know, I say, thanks. Like, thank you for doing this. Like, my dad couldn't give, go to America, but he put so much work and time in getting me to America and I just like I'll always you know owe him for that and everything that he's done you know building me up to the place that I'm in right now so yeah I just feel that that's kind of a great way to be in this motorsport world is grounded well, I think that, and that's why I honestly think when you say that, and people like that, come from that kind of background, it's just something about them that just makes them achieve achieve that goal because it means so much more to them as opposed to somebody who's got that ride who or they've got that money and they can afford to, like, they just know they're going racing as opposed to, and like you said, yeah. you just say, hey, thanks. Because, you know, it, it was, it's not a given, you know? Like you, like you said, your dad couldn't come over, but he made sure you got over you know, yeah. and I think it's just something there. It just makes you appreciate it more and it makes you achieve it more, I think, personally, because it's not given to you. You have to really earn yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's great for you. And I think it's and, and something else I saw from you, which I thought was so great. And it was the way you defined your goals. You say my long term goal and my medium goal and my short goal. Like you short, And I thought that was great because I, I mean no because it's great people have that long-term goal like i said maybe i don't know what your goals are maybe it's you know maybe it's formula one but then you have your short-term goal which may be like hey i want to win the race this weekend and then that, that medium goal where it's whatever maybe in two weeks i want to be here so how did you term, uh, learn that mental game of set or goal setting 
what I was talking about with paths, like you never know what path you're going to go. So, you know, at the moment, there's always going to be to try and be the best driver that I can be. That's always going to be my goal at the end of the day. And my midterm goal would be to get to W Series because I know that that's where I want to go. That is, I can see it. Yeah. And I can say, right, that's not impossible. That's what I want to do. But my a long-term goal is something that you can't exactly plan out, pinpoint, because it's so far away, but it's the end point. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go to W Series. And if I, sorry, if I get to W Series, I'm not going to go there and be like, right, this is it. This is all I'm going to do. I'm going to have something after that. It's going to open doors and even what I'm doing right now with GT racing is opening doors to different things. Um, and I think it's just great to break up what you want out of life so that you can focus on each little thing and that will give you the opportunity to get to your long term or your long term goal. That is beautiful. I'm, you know, during that, you know, during, no, I'm serious. During that little technical uh, glitch that we had, that uh, people won't, won't know because we'll edit it so beautifully. But during that technical glitch, my producer, now he's 21. He comes in, he goes, "How's this girl?" I said, "17." He goes, "She has got some wisdom for 17." Where does that come from? <laughs> Seriously, where does it come from? Because mentally, I think you're older than me mentally. I mean, I think we, I think we need to switch. We need to switch <laughs> mentals because I don't know how much. I, if you see my room, you go. So how old is this kid? If you saw my room where I live, you would say, "Is this kid like nineteen, twenty? He's like, "No, he's he's a, he's a grown man." I mean, and I and hearing you talk, it's like, "Wow!" I mean, you're so far ahead of your. I feel like you're so far ahead of what your age is. Where does that come from? That mental maturity. I don't know. I've people have asked me that a lot. Growing up, I was very mature for my age, um, but I think it actually comes from motorsports, being in the motorsport world. Because I find it with a lot of people I know are the exact same. They have the exact same, or they get the exact same comments. They're like, you're very mature for your age. And I see it. I can I can see it now that I'm older. I think it's because, like we were talking about earlier, when I was younger, you have to like comprehend so much that is going on. It's, it's very serious. And it's a very serious thing for such a young kid. And you grow up around adults you know you have a mechanic that that's his he's an adult you're not on the team with people the same age as you like a football you are with a team that are a lot older than you but are still helping so you're you're always talking to them hanging out with them you know people around the track um your family are always around and just everyone at the track you're always communicating with them. You were always listening to stories. And because when I was younger, I was like, oh, I love this. This is what I want to do. I focused on it. I said, but this is what I want to do. And I listened and I was listening to stories, just picking in all of the information. And when I go back to school, everyone would be like, oh, what's you doing your weekend? I'd be like, oh, I went racing. Nobody would understand what that was. Nobody would understand it. They'd be like, yeah, I went to a party. I went to a football match. Yeah, my mom got a bouncy castle for my birthday, blah, blah, blah. And I was just that kid that was like, I'm going racing. <laughs> I was like, 
I had my whole head was, you know, we're going racing next weekend. We're getting in the camper. We're going racing on Friday. We'll be back on Sunday. Like this is, this is it. This is what I wanted to do. And like, there's no, there's no way of saying, right. That's why I'm very mature. That's why I, you know, can give you this conversation of a 17 year old, you know, growing up to be a racing driver in the way that I, the way that I am, you know, having the confidence basically to sit here and say, well, I know what I'm talking about. I don't know anybody my age that can, that has, that doesn't come from racing that will say, right. I'm, you know, going on a podcast or I'm like, you know, doing all these things, like all this media, a lot of people don't, don't do that. And I think with people from motorsports is very, I wouldn't, I don't know what the word is, but it would definitely be from motorsports. You, it's very maturing, I think. Well, you know, honestly, looking back, I mean, since I have a couple of years on you, I think looking back on it, I mean, a lot of that growing up, it's so overrated. I mean, you're where you need to be and where you want to be, and that's great because everything else, it's overrated. The parties, the doing all that stuff. I mean, honestly, it's like, no offense, but where are those people going? I mean, and, it's, and not, not to talk bad about them. It may be your friends. That's not bad at all. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, what are they doing? I mean, one day they're going to be watching you on TV. They're going to be watching you win, or win the Indy 500 or win, you know, Monaco. They're going to watch. Ah, like, oh, I went to school with her. Oh, my God. I remember her telling me. I mean, that's what you want. And you're on the right path. I mean, because it's the truth. Because when they get older, you know, like I said, no offense. When they get older, they're, they're going to be looking up at you and go, yeah, I went to school with her. And you're going to be going, okay, so next year I'm going to race for this team and hopefully we can win the championship. You know what I mean? And it's going to be different goals, but you're going to be where you need to be because that's where you want to be. And and everything in life goes where your focus goes. Where your focus goes, that's where you go. And it may not be where you want to at that time, but I'm a firm believer that sometimes you have to backdoor it. I mean, let's just say you want to be in the W Series. I mean, let's just say that, okay? Say you're going to get into it. Say you go to another series. You go, well, I guess I won't be in the W Series. And from that, maybe you win whatever series it is, and they go, hey, you want to race for this team? And you come through the back door, and you go in the W Series. Or who knows? Maybe because uh, you know Nikki or whatever, who knows? Maybe you get a ride like, hey, this team needs somebody in, 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 in IndyCar Series for this one race. You want to do it? You go, yeah, I'm doing nothing for the weekend. You come in and you do what you you do what Alex Kobe do, and then you end up getting <laughs> the top five. And they go, hey, you want to race the rest of the year? Yeah, I guess I do. Next thing you know, you're winning a championship or you win a race. Next thing you know, they go, hey, you wanna you wanna race for us? You go, yeah, I got nothing else to do. And you never know. You, I mean, but that's yeah. how life goes. And like you said, it all happens for a reason. And if you just keep your focus there, you will go where your focus goes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But that's the truth. That's what I mean. Like, there's so many different paths, so many different ways to get to things. And it's like, well, who says that my long-term goal has to be one thing? You know, it could be different things. Because you're a Gemini, so it's going to be yeah. different things. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> you're a one Gemini. side of me saying something, the other side saying something completely different. <laughs> They're both now, arguing. <laughs> now, now, you mentioned the W Series. You mentioned W Series, okay? Now, you know, sometimes some people leave that big long-term goal because it seems so attainable. They, you know, they keep it close to the vest. Like, what is that long, long-term goal that maybe even scares you, that makes you go, but you're going to put it out there and go, you know what, I kind of do want to do this. 
Because it was Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey said, "Steve Harvey said you should have goals that are so that that seem so far fetched that they they that they scare you almost. That just even thinking of them scares you. So, what is the one goal you go? You're almost afraid to even set it because it's like, oh God, that seems so, whatever. But you never know. So, what is that? Uh, I think either F1 or IndyCar. I want to get it. I want to get up there. I want to be on top. You know, you don't want to be. You will be. You don't want to be. You will be. I mean, seriously. You just say "will be" and you speak it into existence. You put it out there in that universe, and that's the way the universe works. You put it out there, and it comes. I guess it may not come when you want it, but it comes, like you said, it comes when it's supposed to come. And you yeah. say "IndyCar," and boom, it'll come. I could see you. I see you, and from the moment I first talked to you and watching you, man, you're hitting those little boom, boom. Bump and you're rising, and something's gonna happen where you know we like life. You always take a little dip, but you keep that strong mental, and you get to where you need to get to. You know. Yeah. And what what keeps you? Now what keeps? Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying like talking about the ladder. Like that's just instead of a ladder, it's my puzzle. Like all the little bits, you know, put them together. Comes professional driver. (laughs) Do you put like a, a vision board up for yourself, like to keep you on the straight and narrow? No. <laughs> really? Why no, should I? Is that something that I should do? <laughs> oh, you ain't got to say it like that. I give it, I got a vision board. You got to make fun of me like that. I'm just trying to help you out. I'm I mean, not making fun of you. I yes, just you feel are. like, is that something I'm supposed to be doing? No, I mean, obviously, whatever's working for you is working for you, you know? And, and yeah. before, before I wanted to leave it all, I, we have to get a shout out to our mutual friend, Nikki Daly, who is a silver yeah. medalist in the World Cup, and she also made the Olympics. And yeah, I know you train with her, and she's helped you out yeah. in racing. But let me tell you something. Training with Nikki, true story, we went to the gym together. So I'm on one treadmill, and she literally is on the treadmill next to me. Literally. So... She has a pace, and I'm going, are you serious? Like, I mean, it's like, are you? Like, she's the one who, and I'm like, okay, whatever. So I finish up what I'm doing. I go, I, you know, do my lifting, whatever, and we're, and we're leaving together. We're going back home together. And, she, and I said, man, you were, you were getting on the treadmill. She goes, huh, what are you talking about? And she goes, where were you at? And I go, I was right next to you. She goes, really? And she didn't know I was right. That's the kind of focus she has. She was, <laughs> literally was right next to me, and she didn't know because that's the mindset she has. So what, what has Nikki oh, Daly done for you? And how can and – and let the people know, Nikki Daly, like I said, is a great athlete. How did, she, how did you guys come to meeting each other, and how has she helped you? So as you said, Nikki is a hockey player. But she's also a murderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I hope she hears that. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally now, so everybody, you know, down the T- phones. <laughs> Tell me what that first workout was that you guys had. You went, are you out of your mind? Who is this woman? I mean, was it, was, it, was it the first time you worked out that you I went? Remember, right? that you so go, this was over. This was over COVID. Yeah. And I had known Nikki for a little while. Now, not long. Me and Nikki don't know each other very long. But okay. I swear, she's she basically my other half when it comes to racing she's like i don't know she's she's amazing she's not human basically okay yes. she's not yes. human i know when That's it comes right. to working out and just being her 
<laughs> she's amazing. Yes, she but is. But over over lockdown, I I had gone like you know really unfit. I was like, oh, like I'm just carrying, you know, like oh, like oh, I'm not gonna be doing anything. And we because we weren't doing anything. I wasn't you know out racing. I wasn't getting carton fit because you can't get car fit if you're not in a car every day that you can be. So uh, I think my I think it was my dad maybe got on to Nikki and they were I had been asked to join CJJ Motorsports, which was a an Irish guy named John Campion who had moved to the States. Sadly John passed away. Um recently enough in the last year and or no sorry a year ago but it was it feels very recent anyway yeah and Nikki was Nikki knew John through her uncle Derek Derek Daly and John said right we're going to set up this team he he was Irish so he was like full-on team Ireland yeah all the way and Nikki got in contact with him they were they had a meeting because John wanted to support Nikki's um initiative for Formula Female um for girls that are racing um and she just spit out my name he was like yeah get her on a driver program that's it that's it and she was like yeah so then Nikki goes right she needs to start working out <laughs> Alex needs to start working out now <laughs> And I barely knew Nikki at this stage. Nikki just threw my name out there and that gave me a chance. Um, but yeah, so then she comes to my house. I had no school. There was COVID. There was no school. There was no reason for me to get up at half seven in the morning this day. But I did. Okay. Nikki rang me. Oh, this is the funniest bit. I set an alarm. I didn't wake up. I did not wake up. Nikki's at my front garden after traveling like 30, 40 minutes, maybe more. Hey, you ready? No, I'm bad. <laughs> my alarm didn't go off. So I jump out of bed, throw on my gear. No breakfast. There was no breakfast. <laughs> throw on my gear. I'm out the door. We go to the current. Now, the current is a place where I'm from. It's just grass. It's just a big field or fields of grass. It's where the army is. And we ran. And we ran. And we ran. <laughs> and I died. And I died. And I died again. So <laughs> that was when it started. I basically got thrown onto, a, well, not thrown, but I got thrown out of a car onto this big land and I was like, run, you're going to run forever basically feels like forever because I don't stop running I'm always running and I'm always tired <laughs> and that's how I started and it's been going great ever since <laughs> I mean well look where you're at now I mean think about yeah. it look where you're at now because I mean a good hard workout and being with somebody who's been at the level even though it's not the same sport it's been at a that high level a high level athlete is a high level athlete I mean yeah. they're working out will also elevate your game to see what it takes to get to that level. I mean, even if it's a different sport, it doesn't matter. You work out with a higher level athlete, you're going, okay, this is what it takes to get to this level. So it's going to make you up your game. So, you know, yes. and look, like I said, look where you're at now. 
Yeah, and I'm such a competitive person. That first day we went running, I, you know, Nikki was like a huge athlete. And I was like, oh, Jesus, she's going to shoot off. Now, I don't know if she was taking it easy on me. She probably was, to be fair. But I was running beside her and I was like, this is great. I'm doing so good. And I was like, but she can't pull away from me or else I'm going to go skits. Like, I, I'm so competitive. I was like, if she runs away from me, I am going to be so annoyed, even though I know, I knew I wasn't going to be able to keep up with Nikki. I think she took it easy, though. But but you know what? That's great. That competitive attitude, that's what you need to be a winner. Because from yeah. the very first front, even not even knowing you without even talking to you, I could tell there's that, man, there's that lion lying right beneath here. You see this kind of person? You're nice and everything, but underneath there, there's that person that's competitive. And I can always tell that. Like I said, from the very first, and when you answer that thing on, on, on Instagram, you go... I don't scare easily. I go, oh, that's the attitude. And that's when I said I wanted to talk to you. And now we're talking. And I use and that, that's the mental thing I use. Cause I mean, I literally scoured the Instagram, you know, Instagram going, I want, you know, I want people that's gonna, you know, different avenues where, you know, I want to talk to this and that. And when you said that, I go, that's what I want to talk to. And from from the beginning. And when I loved the, that response. I was like, here we go. And it's been a long <laughs> time coming, but it's been worth it, man. I mean, you are definitely worth the wait. You definitely are. I mean, you you have the right mental. I mean, I love your mental game, and that's what's going to carry you so far in the sport. I mean, right now, I literally vis- I visualize you right now in the Indy 500. I really do, and that's just where I see you. I mean, not that that's your final destination, but I, I see you in the Indy 500. I see you as that champion for women's sports without even saying it just by your presence there, you know? I mean, that's the way I see you there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, that's, that's a true story. I mean, I, and, and I know you're not going to let me down because I know you're going to put that mental in and you're going to work hard. I'm going to push. I'm going to push. I'm going to push. Yeah, and see where it gets me. So for right yeah. so for right now, where, yeah. you, where are you going to race now? For right now, what's on the docket for you now? Mm, I don't Racing think I right. can tell you. Oh, you can't tell? You can't tell? I'll tell you. Oh, that's that's great though. That, I mean, I, I know it's gonna be good then if you can't tell because the summer's coming up right now. It's spring, so summer's coming, so it's gonna be big then, huh? Yeah. Big announcement. I guess. I guess somebody's just gonna have to wait and see. <laughs> when, when are you gonna announce? When you... in America, I'll be back in America. Um, on yeah, the first week of June, so I will be there for my birthday in Summer Point. Okay. Is that I will a... be there. Okay. Where's that? Ohio? Where's that? Summer Point. You don't know? I don't know. It's okay. Know. It's it's my country. I should know. So it Yeah, matter. you should know. Just, yeah. what, what, what you mean? Why should I know? <laughs> I'm not I going will, there or anything. <laughs> I will support you no matter what. So, okay, here we go. What is your, before we get out of here, what I want to know, what is your fantasy track that you cannot wait to race on? Like, if you had to pick Monaco. one. Monaco. Monaco. There you go. Yes. Monaco. Save my question. You gotta say it like that. You gotta hurt my feelings like that. I'm just asking you a question. Now. Sorry. Monaco. Sorry. Monaco. <laughs> What's the ultimate win for you? The ultimate win. If you, I mean, don't put a, uh, don't put a limit on it. Like the ultimate win for you. You see yourself raising that trophy, and that's where. I know you want to say it because I saw it in your face. <laughs> yeah, you do now. Some really nice tracks. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
Oh, I see. I've never thought of that. That's nobody has ever asked me that question. Really? Yeah, I've never thought of that before. I always think of that. Have that be your what you yeah. write down before you go to bed at night, man. Because you'd be like I said, you'd be surprised. That's how life works. I think I just like I've never won a championship in my life before. I'm very I'm very unlucky person. Don't say that. Don't say that. Never say was. that. Was. Yeah. Right. Don't say that. Yeah. Don't put it out there like you put Nate. Hey, put nothing but positivity out there, and you're gonna achieve it. Yeah. You know. I think just to be able to. No, anywhere, anywhere, driving anything to be able to hold a trophy at the end of a season and know that I've won a championship. To know that I have put all of these little races together and I've come up on top. That's beautiful. I mean, Alex, honestly, this was well worth the wait. You are wise buying your years and you are going to achieve greatness. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It was my, great. It was my I pleasure. I love people. <laughs> and next time you come to America, sweet tea. We're having some sweet tea together. Okay. Okay. Right. It's a date. It's a date. <laughs> Definitely sweet tea. Thank you. It's Alex Kobe. Look her up on Instagram. She's the pride of Ireland. Trust me, she's going to be doing big things, big time. Thank you, Alex. Thank you guys for watching Tales from a Gemini. I'm BT. And you know, like I said, about this time, you know the word, pay.